Welcome back to the Bleach and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halbert, and I'm your hostess with the mostest. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for listening, and thanks for tuning in. Happy to have you. Uh, happy Friday. It's uh, going to be a good weekend. I can feel it. Um, if you haven't gone on Apple Podcasts yet and left a review or written a review, left a rating, whatever the fuck you want to call it, go ahead and do that. Follow the Instagrams. You know the drill. All the things will be in the episode description afterwards. Um, let's get the show on the road. Today, I have my lovely guest, Ruby, in the studio. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> hi. Happy to be here. Um, and yeah, we're just going to like, I mean, we'll see. I feel like I always have like a topic in mind when I have people come to be on the podcast. And then sometimes it like stays on that one thing, but then other times it can go down like rabbit holes, which is great. <laughs> so we'll see how things go today. But um, Ruby is a plus size model. Um, and I'm so excited to have you here and to just like chat all things um industry and body positivity and all the things that go along with it so um we're gonna get into that um and see where else see where else we go with it so um if you just want to like I don't know introduce yourself tell us some things about you and all right great so my name is Ruby and I'm a plus size model out of the greater Seattle area and um my message, my vibe that I try to spread out into the world. I'm looking at the microphone like it's a camera. I don't <laughs> That's know good. why. That's why I like having that up there too, even <laughs> though the whole thing doesn't get posted because it like feels like I have like an audience and I can like put on That's my, good, you know, yes, put on my, I don't even, I don't even know Your what you want to call space, it. My voice, my something. Who's that? Like, yes. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but I'm just here to um, help inspire people of all ages, sizes, colors, races, backgrounds, um, inspire them to live more authentically in their own skin and not be so focused on what society's standards of beauty are. And um, that's kind of why I created my Instagram, which um, I'm sure we'll get a little more into that as we go on um but i'm really happy and excited to be here layla Yay! and i'm really nervous right now i'm thinking the jitters it's will okay come out as it's, we go that's always how it is like whenever people because i mean i feel like the majority of the time people aren't used to yeah. talking into a microphone or like being in a situation where it's like so like it's not like structured but it's like we're here it's in it's like an intentional space yes. kind of and that's not like it's a little bit it's out of the norm it's so it's like norm. and you know that there's going to be a lot of people that you don't know listening, listening. later so you're I like think that's oh, what it is. but trust me you'll be fine yeah <laughs> everyone deals everyone has it I still even have it because it's like every time I put out, I'm very like candid and yeah. so every time I put out an episode like it feels like I'm like putting like my baby out there like right. every time and I'm just like oh so Ugh. I get it it's good but <laughs> you'll I, be fine yeah. thank goodness <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to tell you that I think your podcast is amazing. Oh, thank you. 
And I really think that you're going to just blow up in the podcast world and whatever little other entrepreneurial. I know you got your art that you do, uh-huh. which is amazing. And I've got my hand in a lot of pots. I'm just rooting for you, Layla. Like, yes, I feel a connection. Aww. So. I just want to say that. She out here trying to make me cry. <laughs> Where I think I saw on your Instagram that you're a cancer. Layla. Or are you I, not? Are you weird about touching because I'm. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Touch your leg. But I'm a cancer Pisces Scorpio. Oh, And your baby. I just listened. I just listened to your podcast from whenever your last upload was. And I was like, her baby and I have the yeah. same. So in different order. But yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It's a, it's, a lot of there's emotion. a lot of there's a lot of water in our family. Um, everyone except for my dad. My dad's an Aquarius, which he's also very has all up in his feelings too. But two Cancers, two Pisces, a Scorpio, and an Aquarius in my like immediate family. So there's a lot there. We got a lot, a lot going on in this house. <laughs> I'm sure it's never boring. I am sure it's never boring. Oh, but it's so funny. Like I was just like, oh yeah, you're for you're like the like already like all this like little like nurturing yeah. like so like <laughs> just like my, like I always think of cancers um, especially because my mom and my sister are yeah. like such like a like motherly type energy Aww. and like very like yeah so my husband's a cancer and <laughs> we're safe. very different <laughs> I think because you're a Pisces I'm like yeah I know that Cut I'm from the be same well kind of cloth yeah yeah <laughs> So, yes, that is, I'm Ruby, and um, my Instagram, I'm sure we'll go over this at the end, but it's Rubalicious007. Hell yeah. Because my curse is dangerous, so, you know, <laughs> you know. I was wondering, but I was <laughs> like, I'm sure you'll tell me. <laughs> no, that's what it was. I'm like, let me, what kind of catchy name? I, I mean, there's it. a lot of a lot of numbers but the dangerous part like you're probably not you're not gonna forget it so that's awesome um cool so i um i I don't know maybe we'll save our bothered things for the end because i feel like we're in a good flow right now so we'll save it for the end but um so i don't even remember how i came across your page i think maybe i someone had tagged you or i don't even remember how but um I like I'm always trying to like um I mean social media obviously has many uses mm-hmm. um especially for the podcast like I'm always trying to like network and discover people that you know are outside of my you know circle right. um of people that I come into contact with whether it's through work or mutual friends or whatever the case um especially since I've been doing the podcast now for like 9 months and yeah. I've been pretty consistently with the exception of quarantine <laughs> been uploading once a week and so it's like this is a very small area and so I like kind of quickly um became (laughs) aware that it was gonna I was gonna have to start like pursuing um guests outside of just kind of like this little smaller area and also because I can't really travel right now which I I do usually quite a bit Mm um um so anyway I think I'm always just like keeping my eye out um, following accounts that are just in line with the things I believe in or the things I want to know about and yeah. whatever. So I don't even remember how I came across your page, but I think I, I like clicked on it and like saw that you were in Seattle. I was like, oh my God, like I need to start following this girl. Like, and then, you know, just other people too and stuff. And um, I reach out to, I mean, lately not as much just because 
everything's just been so crazy. Right. Um, but I'm like always reaching out to people, like, you know, getting a feel like, hey, like, would you want to be on the podcast? Like all this stuff. And like mm-hmm. most of the time people just either like don't respond at all or like are like, I don't know. It's it's still kind of like I know I've been doing it for a little while now, but it's still kind of new in the sense that I'm starting to try to like branch out of, like I said, like just kind of like the people I already know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I just was like, well, I'll just reach out and see what happens. And you were like, so nice. And like, oh, my God, like, yes. And I was like, oh, OK. Like, yeah. it's just kind of and I've talked about this a lot, too. It's just like putting yourself out there in not even just that, but life in general and and like thinking about what the worst case scenario is okay well the worst case scenario is either they ignore you or they say no and it's like it will suck and your life will go on and it'll be fine on to the next or whatever luckily that wasn't the case here but Mm -hmm. (laughs) so anyway I'm glad that we got to connect and I really appreciate you being willing to drive here because you live a little farther away but um yeah so it'll be I'm excited to start kind of like expanding my pool if you will and just kind of meeting other people and kind of broadening my own horizons because obviously I live in a very small conservative bubble over here in Mm -hmm. Linden that I'm trying to trying to pop from the inside but it's taking a while. Well, I think you're you're have a great start with your rainbow flag and your Black Lives Matter flag. I turned the corner to come on your street and I saw Trump 2020, and then like six houses down, I saw yours. I was like, okay, it's a, it's a little it, bit of a mix. I see. Yeah. You're- I, <laughs> I um the we were we were talking off off air uh before we started here, and I was telling Ruby about um. A, a gentleman that I was spending some time with recently and he pulled up to the house and I was like, I was like, welcome to the most equitable house on the block. <laughs> my mom's like out in the front yard with chalk with my Aww. son, like BLM all over all the sidewalks. And we live. Yeah. It's just funny. I'm just like, okay, whatever. We're down. Hey, everyone knows what we're about here. So yeah. safe space, but yes. that's so funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, I'm trying to think. Where do you want to start? What do you want to? How? How? Uh, tell us the basics. Like, um, you live in the Seattle area. Like, how old are you? Tell us about like. Okay. I mean, I know that you're married, but like, are you married? You know, like, yeah. all, tell us about like your relationship and yeah. your, just your family, whatever. Okay, so where you come from? I just had a birthday on June 26, and I turned 24. Um, I've. I'm born in Washington, raised in Washington. Um, My parents are the most wonderful, amazing people. My mom actually passed away um, last August, very unexpectedly. Um, And, but my parents, I just, a lot of people say they have the best parents, but I think I have the best parents. (laughs) I'm going to fight you about that later. We're going to (laughs) fight. Um, no, I mean, and probably similar, um, from what it looks like to yours, they were just, they are and were just so open-minded and loving and interested in so many other cultures and ways of living and traveling. And I think that allowed me to, um, have the same appreciation for all walks of life, um, but I'm just so grateful and appreciative of them because I 
a big part of why I do what I do and why I'm able to, for lack of better words, have the confidence to take uh, (laughs) such exposing pictures, which I mean, if wearing tight pants and like showing your muffin top is really exposing, I don't know. But I mean, uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. But it's because growing up, I never heard my mom say anything negative about her body. And I just think that it's, you know, it's about what you do, not what you can say. You you can preach all day long, but what people see is what they're going to It's got to be backed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But they're wonderful, um, and I am married. I got married two years ago. June 2nd was our two-year anniversary, and my husband's from the Caribbean, St. Lucia to be exact. Ooh. And today his, is his birthday. Oh, my so God. happy birthday, husband. Oh, now I feel <laughs> terrible. I'm no, like, I'm stealing bad. you away for hours no. on your husband's birthday. No. Wow, I'm the worst. We're going to make a day trip out of it. It'll be Well, it'll there's, be a, great. there's a lot of, like, great stuff around here, too, like, yeah. well, in, like, Bellingham more, but, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful day, so. It is. The weather is gorgeous. So, <laughs> yeah. don't feel bad at all. I absolutely asked him, so this day, he's like, yeah, whatever. He's very supportive. That's good. He is really, really supportive. Um, But we met when, okay, so I used to babysit for a woman who um, is from St. Lucia. And one day she came home. We were just chatting on the couch. And I was telling her how I wanted to travel more. Yeah. Um, But just didn't really know how to go about doing that. And uh, she was like, my niece is getting married this summer. You should come down and stay with my family for a couple weeks. So I got my passport and my plane ticket. I was 17 or 18 at the time. And I had told my dad I was going on this trip with a lady he had never met to a different country. And he was like, what? And um, everything turned like, out. Fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> everything turned out really great. Um, I was down there for two weeks, and my now husband was one of the groomsmen in the wedding. Okay. Um, but it was a really great trip, and uh, we were long distance for a couple years, and then it was kind of like, okay, we either got to break up or get married. <laughs> or I got to move there, which yeah, St. is something out. really beautiful. Um, but my parents are here. I don't. So anyways, he came up here on a K-1 visa, which is the 90-day fiancé visa. <laughs> oh, the, the drama. The <laughs> drama. We love that show, though. Well, I don't know if he loves it as much as me, but I... <laughs> Love the shit out of that show. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't watch it like every single one, but my mom is a big TLC stan. She watches all the all the TLC shows. Smothered, so, yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. Smothered mm-hmm. is next level. Fucking level. Yeah, I have to like, I just it has to be scripted. I I'm pretty sure all of them are. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. But like, I mean, some of the stuff you see and you're like, okay, well, you really can't make that shit up. But some of it, I'm just like. That, yeah. that can't be real. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. So that's the visa <laughs> we did. And now I'm kind of kicking myself for not like applying to be on that show because I felt like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but people are going to think what they're going to think anyways. And if I had been on that show, I would have been had like 20, 200,000 followers or some crap I'm right now. I'm telling you. It, they just blow up when they're on that. But anywho... We went that route. He came up here and we got married and yeah, all is well. I work at a, um, I work a county job. I was going to say the okay. name of it, but 
there might be some crazy people out there. Yeah, and don't don't, ex- <laughs> don't expose yourself I'm, that I'm much. I'm trying to I'm trying to filter <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, I work a county job, nine to five, but the end goal is to be a full time plus size model. So okay. that's what we're working towards. Cool. So so how like how did you get into the space of modeling? Like, what does that look like now? Like, uh, just like. How did just how did it start? Like mm-hmm. where are you at? Like how does it just I don't know anything. Yeah, tell me all the things. Yeah, so <laughs> I had always been interested in modeling from a really young age, but didn't see many people who looked like me. Um, size, color. Uh, I'm half black, half white. Um, size, color, hair texture. Like I just didn't think it would be an option for me. Um, and when I was 16 I had met this lady who was a plus size model and she was going to Portland to audition for some plus size fashion show and she invited me to go with her and so I went down there and it was the scariest thing ever because you have to walk in heels in front of all these people to audition yeah and I went down there had the audition you heard back in like a week if you got picked to walk for any of the designers and I did get picked for two designers but one of them I had to go do a second walk um because they had to narrow down the selections they had already made and so I drove back to Portland um with one of my girlfriends a couple weekends later and did another walk and I ended up not doing the show even though I was able to walk for one in one designer not the second one I had to do the callback for um, because I just, I don't really know what happened, but I think I was scared. I don't really know. It doesn't really matter because I'm back at it again. Yeah. Um, And so then I started working at the county job and things just got kind of uh, like stagnant with my life and I was looking for ways to spice it up. (laughs) And this is a really good way to do that. Yeah. (laughs) But what actually happened was I didn't have Instagram for the longest time because I didn't want to those people. I heard you talking about like TikTok. You're like, yeah, I don't want to get a TikTok because I don't want. And that's how I was with Instagram. I'm like, you know, Facebook's good enough. I don't really, I'm not really on Snapchat yeah. like that. I'm not going to fall for the hype. But what happened was I discovered Cardi B and I didn't have an Instagram. So like I would use my husband's login and just go on her page for hours when she had all of her old videos up too. Just Dude, being crazy. Cardi is hell. wild. I love her. <laughs> Me too. But while I was on his Instagram creeping on Cardi B, I saw all these plus size models or like Instagram models, whatever you want to call it. And they had bellies and they had rolls and they had stretch marks. And I was like, well, shit. I mean, this is coming up. So if they can do it, I can do it. So yeah. I created an Instagram. I... Just didn't really know where to start at all. Yeah. Um, But I knew that, like, take pictures, upload them to your Instagram, and I'll just go from there. Yeah. And I think that's kind of anything in life. You just have to dive in head first, and you yeah. kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah. Um, But that's what happened. I had friends take pictures of me and just any old outfit that I have, and I would upload them. And then as time went on, I began reaching out to other plus-size models in the area and um, somewhere along the way, found out about, like, uh, Kitsap County and, like, Jefferson County and King County Facebook groups. So it's, like, oh, a, okay. um, 
you know, models and photographer page mm-hmm. where oftentimes the photographers are looking for models yeah. to work with, um, trade for portfolio style. So that yeah. means most of the time you get to work with the photographer for free and um, you get free photos in exchange for them being able to use them for their portfolio. Which was a great way to get those high quality photos that I wasn't able to capture at the time. And so through that, I began meeting more and more people. And, um, and yeah, here I am. So how long have you been, um, in the modeling world? Like, has it, like, when did it start? And I mean, you're only 24. So, so I think maybe a little over two years ago okay. is when I created the, I say when I created the Instagram is really when I started taking it seriously. Yeah. However seriously you can take it for already working 40 hours a week. But. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like it, it totally can, you know, if you make the right moves, like it can totally turn into, you know, you get to the point where that can be your full time career. Yeah. But it takes a lot of work. Most I mean, most yes. people that I hear that have these massive accounts and uh-huh. are constantly doing ads and whatever. It's like it takes uh-huh. it takes a long time to like right. build your audience in an organic and genuine way without like buying followers or yeah. like whatever, you know, because like I didn't even know that was a thing until recently. And I'm just like the fuck. Yeah. Well, what's funny <sighs> is uh I would say like my first nine thousand followers, and this is this is commitment, Layla. What I would do, because I was itching for followers, yeah, I would find were. I would find photos of women who had similar body types as me, and I would click on who liked their photos, and then I would follow those people, yeah. thinking that they'd follow me back, and then <laughs> so. Yeah, I would spend all this time, like, trying to get followers. And then I would just unfollow the people that wouldn't follow me. But my thumbs, I'm going to get arthritis premature in those little joints because I was a following fool. I was a following fool. But, you know, it paid off. Now I, yeah, it's a slow process. But, yeah, it does take a long time. So about two years ago, I started it. And, um... I, you know, through the social media world, found out about different fashion shows and stuff like that. So, um, in 2019, I actually got to be a part of four fashion shows. Shit. And it was quite the experience. And you want to know something? I didn't know. (laughs) I'm starting to get comfortable now. I know. I told you. (laughs) Welcome home. (laughs) Um... I had no idea that there were so many amazing events in Washington State all about celebrating black women and plus-size women and African stuff. I mean, there's just... It's amazing if you take a little effort to find things, yep. what you can find. Totally. Um. So, <laughs> February, I did my first fashion show ever, and... <laughs> I went to a town about an hour away from where I live to do the audition, and I was so intimidated because the fashion show that I did the audition for when I was about 16 in Portland was for Plus Size Women. Um, The fashion show that I did in 2019, which was like my first show actually auditioning for that I was in, um, it it was called African Fashion Week. And... 
I would say when I pulled up to the spot to do the audition, there was like a deck outside and then it was at this dance studio. So you wait outside until it's your turn to go in and do your walk. Um, But there was probably about 35, 40 women out there and like two plus size women. Oh God. Yeah. You're like, oh, what did I just get myself into? Including (laughs) myself. And I'm like a solid size 26. The other plus size model was probably like a size 16. So I'm yeah. like, okay, one of these things does not look like the other. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm going to go for it. I am surely going to go for it because I'm oh already here. I'm already here. So my well reason. <laughs> and so I pulled up my husband. We drove together that day. Um, and he waited in the car because he's just so wonderful like that and so I pull up and there's this person kind of conducting the traffic and telling all the models what to do mm-hmm. so you walk up you get a number and then all of a sudden um this person he's like I don't really know what their pronouns are but this person was very like I'm pretty sure I saw them on RuPaul's Drag Race like okay. like recognizable yeah, I yeah. don't know if I really saw this person there, but got the look. The yeah, look yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah. there. The attitude was there. The fierceness was there. And they're just directing traffic. Like, when you get in there, you're going to start point A. You're going to walk to point B. Do a turn. Pirouette. No, you don't really have to pirouette. But, you yeah, know, yeah. go to the next point. And I'm just looking. Like, um, I hope I remember that. Yeah. And so I was very, very intimidated. But. It was my turn to go in, and I didn't know this at the time, but there was, like, two rows. There's probably about ten, two rows, five chairs a row um, to the right, and those were all the designers. And then directly in front of you when you walk in was a row of probably about six people who were, like, I don't know, the judges. I don't really know what they're – but they were the deciding yeah. factors. And then to the left were all these, like, ex, um, like, pageant – girls okay like miss america miss african america or so, i don't even know what yeah. the heck but i just knew there was like, a lot uh, of people okay. and there was cameras and mm-hmm. i walked in i had these crazy ass heels on like because <laughs> i messaged them in advance i'm like you know what do we need to show up in what size heel they're like bring these five inch heels and i'm like okay how tall are you i'm five eight okay um, but when so you're you, like, I mean, above average, but not like super, super tall. Right. Yep. Exactly. And I'm like, uh, on the, on the gram, I'm rocking like one inch, two inch heels. So when they said five, I was like, okay, guess I'm gonna have to do some practicing before, yeah, uh-huh. but evidently I did not practice enough. And so I got in there. It was my turn to walk. When you walk in, you got to say your number and then they kind of give you a head nod to begin. And I walk to my four little spots I got to go to. I'm doing my poses, putting my hands on my hip, turning my head, doing the thing, smizing, giving them smize. And so then at the end of it, what they tell you is um, if they say thank you for coming, that means you didn't get it. And if they say, if they like gesture you to this table, that's to the right. That means that you do get to be a part of the show and you go there to like fill out your contact information. Mm -hmm. So I'll be damned if I didn't get done with my walk (laughs) 
And they're over there looking, whispering to one another at like the judges table. I'm like, oh, you couldn't just give me an answer and I got to wait. It was probably only like five seconds that I had to wait, but it felt like five minutes. Yeah. And so then finally the RuPaul guy is like, could you do that one more time? And I'm like sweating bullets. Like, like just listen, bitch. Barely got through the first one. So I go back to the front to do it again. And um, I ended up getting to be a part of the show. But okay. oh, my God, Layla, that was just. Mm, so then the day of the show, I won't I won't go into detail with every show I've been a part of. But this is a monumental moment because, Wow. The new experiences for me. But the day of the show, I go to the hotel. There's hair and makeup. There's the designers come. You got to try your stuff on. You walk the runway a few times. Layla. <laughs> me going. <laughs> Layla. We go out to where the runway is. <laughs> We go out to where the runway is, and there's, like, I don't know. There's, like, a good – there's a lot of models. I just don't – I couldn't even tell you how many there were. And were you, like – how many people were a part of the show, Do you like, would you say? Okay, so – Like, actually walking. Walking? I'm going to say there was a good, like, 40 models. Okay. There was about 40 when I showed up to the auditions, but there was many more before I showed up and many more after. And how many, like, that actually were in the show were plus size or, like, above, <sighs> Great question. you know, Great a size question. 16 or whatever? I would say there was about 10 or 15 okay. plus Oh, that's pretty, models. I mean, that seems like a pretty good amount. I may be generous. 40 people. I don't know. Maybe eight or nine. Oh, we're, we'll go All right. <laughs> okay, well, that's worse. <laughs> we'll go eight or nine. Here's the thing, you guys. When I think of plus size, I don't think yeah, of 16. Yeah, let's get into so this. It's, it's hard to say. Like, um, hard to say. So, yeah, probably eight or nine. But I would say above a size 20, like two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, above a size 22. Um, and I was by, I was easily the largest plus size model there with, I mean, no question. Um, but I gotta, I gotta finish telling you this story. Oh yeah, so go ahead, I, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's just still in my, it, yeah. Um, a little post-traumatic stress. So oh, God. we were doing the run-throughs, walking, everything was cool. I was waiting my turn, got up, because you had to walk up like two or three steps to get to the runway. Mm -hmm. I'm walking down, strutting my stuff, go back. We did it like four or five times. I'll be darned. If the fifth walk, I don't know what the heck happened, but I had pulled something like in my groin. Like oh, I no. felt a snap. I don't know how you do this walking, but <laughs> when you're trying, when you're trying to work it and do the well in heels, and it's like obviously heels, like a high stress. It's a high situation. Yes, definitely did not stretch properly <laughs> for this. I learned my lesson. I sure did learn my lesson. Um, but yeah, I ended up like. Pull it, messing something up. And so, bear in mind, this was like three hours before the show even started. It was a hot mess. It was, it was a hot mess. Um, but the moral of that story, everybody, is that <laughs> there is a moral. <laughs> is even though 
it may not be glamorous your first go at something that you think you want to do, don't give up on the first try because it does get better. Always. Every show after that. I mean, by the time I did my fourth show last year, I was just so at ease. I was living my best life. I was making friends, seeing models that I had met previous shows. It was all good. But yeah, it's a, it's a really big ah, problem. Is it? Is problem the word I want to use? Sure. It's a really big problem that there aren't enough plus-size models who don't have the typical hourglass figure. Yep. Um, who don't just have straight hair or relaxed hair. Um, don't get me wrong. I love a, I love a flat iron, but this hair does not love heat, but I love me a flat iron. Um, uh, but I also love my curls. Um, but yes, so diversity, people, that's what we need more of. Yeah. Because the truth is, uh, not everybody looks like Ashley Graham or Tabria Majors yeah, or... Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. And it's funny, too, because... Uh, well, it's not funny, but that's funny that you bring her up specifically because um, I, I've i had a... I mean, I'm not trying to make this all about me, but, like, the... I say that a lot, and then I just do it. And whatever. <laughs> it's okay. Fucking nay. That's how um, we relate but, to one another. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... As far as like my own journey with just my own body acceptance, right. um, I hesitate to use the word body positivity for myself because I am a white woman and I can fit into some straight sizes. Not always, but I kind of I kind of ride the line a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've had times where I was like fully in diet culture, like, you know, all and everything that that entails and like you know a lot smaller than I am now and then up and down and you know the whole roller coaster and I finally have gotten to a point where I've figured out how to be comfortable where I'm at Mm -hmm. and kind of unlearning a lot of things but so in and when you know I'm I'm an oversharer that's just what I do (laughs) and so you know like I'm very like open on especially on Instagram and stuff because that's like my biggest platform it's not like huge or anything but for me in my own life like that's where I I have the most reach and and I've been very like vocal about like um just everything that is involved in body acceptance and confidence and and making sure to um you know follow other accounts who emulate those things Mm -hmm. and I had people tell me like and totally in like good nature like be like oh like do you follow like this person or this person or like you know these celebrities like Ashley Graham or like all these other who are you know technically plus size models but I'm just like for me personally I don't because although they are you know, they're not the, the quote unquote typical stick thin, you know, straight size model. They still have that shape that is kind of still uh, accepted widely by society and, you know, like just it kind of glamorized and it's, which is great. I think it's a step in the right direction, but there needs to be also more space for people who are um, plus size who don't have that that idealized look yeah. or shape, whether it's bigger or smaller or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I told my friend, I'm like, yeah, I, like, don't really. I mean, like, I'm sure she's great, but, like, yeah. I don't follow accounts like that because even though they are 
plus size or or bigger than you know like you know the average model or whatever they it's still kind of I look at their page and feel like bad like yeah about myself yeah not totally. always but you know what I mean like no. we get to curate like what we see like what we intake and like I would rather follow someone like who I can actually like communicate with or mm-hmm. like feel like I can relate to and mm-hmm. like no hate to, to her no, or anyone no, else but it's just like She's for amazing. me it's like just because someone is a bigger girl doesn't mean that it necessarily is like there's just there's so it's it's so there's so much more like in the body positivity world that other than just like oh well this person's a plus size model it's like okay yeah but they're still like very evenly proportioned and like have that like you know societal like norm of like the hourglass shape or you know whatever and it's like I want to see that's great and it's a it's a good start but I want to see like I want to see women who and I don't like to use the word normal because what is normal but like different just different body types it's like yeah you know like I think it's important to celebrate all bodies including the ones that you know you know, the girls who don't have butts mm-hmm. and they got big bellies mm-hmm. or the girls who don't have boobs, but they got, you know, the other things yeah. or even men too, you know, yeah. like just all of it. It's like, um, and it's, it's great that especially on like places like Instagram, like it's easier to kind of seek that out and kind of see more of that in your feed. And I think the more you see it, the more, um, quote unquote normal it becomes. And it's like, it's I think it's slowly things are starting to change to where um, it's being a lot like other people in a very like wide variety of body types are are becoming more uh, societally acceptable because of this movement that's going on mm-hmm. that has been going on for a long time. But mm-hmm. I think now more than ever and maybe it's just because of what I see on my own feed, it's like becoming more um prevalent I guess if that makes sense yeah um there's still a long way to go as I'm sure you know firsthand um but I think that things are starting to change and kind of like move in a direction of um of you know for a while it was like went from like you know there was like a minute where it was all about health and like Mm -hmm. it was all about like um, I'm using a lot of air quotes you can't see, but <laughs> it's all about like, okay, well now it's like, now it's cool to like be super muscular or to be super fit or yeah. like, you know, um, have a body type that is more, um, you know, like thick, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. But, but then there's still that underlying thing of like, but not too thick or not yeah. too muscular or like, you know, if you're in this body, like we're going to assume your health because, you know, that's just what we've been taught and kind of breaking those barriers and saying, no, like, you know, diet culture is terrible mm-hmm. and your weight does not equate to your health. Like mm-hmm. that's just a load of BS that mm-hmm. we have been taught and just kind of like has been like shoved down our throats for so long. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Well, anyway, here's the thing. Um, let's say, let's say you do have health issues because of your weight, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And it doesn't matter. This is, uh, oh my god, my blood's starting to boil <laughs> just thinking about it because I know. this is the thing. I get, 
I wouldn't say I get a lot of slack because I get so much love on my page. I just can't even believe how supportive people are. But there are the occasional trolls who will say, oh, you're supporting diabetes and heart disease. Um, but this is the thing. A human is a human is a human. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, the diet culture is so toxic. And to be honest, it's something I still struggle with. Yeah. Um, I've never been a small girl. Even, I mean, well, when I was a baby, I was the cutest little thing. But You're still the cutest <laughs> little thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, childhood, um, teenage years, my current young adult years, whatever years these are, um... It's always going to be a struggle for me, yeah. and it's it's something that I've had to accept. But the problem is, I don't want to have a war in my head every time I want to eat a, a biscuit, and I don't want <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying. It's life is too life is too short. Life is hard enough. So why shame people for what they're eating or what they look like? And my other thing is. I don't know if it's just because I'm fat and always have been that I've experienced this and it sticks out to me so much, but people don't walk up to alcoholics. Maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't been I haven't been raised around a ton of alcoholics, but they're not like, you know, it'd really be great if you switch that beer out for a water. Like, people come up to me and say, have you ever thought about having a salad? You know, it's just like, why... People have gambling addictions, people have food addictions, people have drug addictions. Like, just let people live. Well, and, and like you were saying, like, there are, we're not. Not condoning us, gambling addictions or, or any kind of addictions. Let me just Neither of us are doctors, but right, right, at the right, end right, of the day, right, right. like, people were all, we were all made differently with different genetics mm -hmm. with different uh things and and the idea that there's one body type right that every single person should aspire to or whether it's gaining weight losing weight whatever yeah. um is just kind of ridiculous because that's Extremely. just not how genetics work no. and of course like there can be you know issues or things that come along for somebody who is um you know living in a larger body but that's that shouldn't that's not really anybody's business uh preach and and the fact that people and i i've gotten this on my own page too because i just when you're vocal about things that are on, you know, I don't know why it should even be considered controversial, but it, it's, it is. And I've had conversations with people, you know, where they try to argue. That's the first thing they'd bring up. Well, Health. well, I can't support mm -hmm. this movement because, you know, they're promoting just do whatever you want and no self-control and mm -hmm. they need they need some tough love and da -da -da. I'm just like. That's not your fucking job. Like, yeah. worry about yourself. Yeah. Worry about your own body. If that's what you're into, like, whatever. But, like, don't push that onto other people because right. you don't know. You don't know what someone's going through. You don't know why they're doing the things they do. And you could have five people in different body types eat the exact same thing, you know, all the time. And they're still going to look different. Right. Like, it's, it's just, it's, 
it's it's crazy to me that people don't get that like it's okay to not be on this like you know whatever the average you know sizes mm-hmm. or whatever like it's fine like yeah. it's okay for us to be different it's okay for people to be in larger bodies and not feel bad about it like yeah why is that an argument why <laughs> like, is why are we having argument arguments about this <laughs> for one and for two nobody uh, for example uh, a larger person going to the gym right this person might not want to go to the gym for fear of what people will say or, you know, the judgment, the laughter, whatever. It's like you're trying to do better and then you're just always being beat down. I don't know if that sentence just made sense, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's just, it's, it's, very... it's a lot of contradicting yeah. things because it's like, okay, well, someone's saying you know, this, or you need to be healthier, you need to take your health more seriously, which, first of all, if you think that about other people based on what they look like, fuck you. Right. And so... Word. I mean that um, in the not, like, in not a nice way. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean this in the most disrespectful way possible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. Um, I, I always see people like this, like, hey, um, disrespectfully, I just want to say, like, you know, fuck this. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's like, okay, so you're saying all these things, and then, you know, you're going to be that person who is, like you're saying, like, making fun of someone for being in the gym or not being right. able to, to do uh, things that other people can, can do or whatever. It's just, like, it's just a load of bukkake. Like, we need to like worry about ourselves and like it if you're if you're genuinely like concerned about somebody or someone in your life or their health or whatever the fuck like have a conversation with them but like don't like you know if I don't know it's a weird thing to approach because it's like worry about your own self and like don't worry about somebody else's body and like how they're living their life but like if there's someone you care about and they are doing things that are destructive like you're saying like having an alcohol addiction or Mm -hmm. like substance addiction or whatever like all these things it's like if somebody truly is um doing things that are unhealthy and and eating in a way you know because food can 100 100% be an addictive thing Uh, for a lot of people but it's like but where do you think that's coming from it's probably coming from some sort, you know, those, these things trauma. happen because of trauma, because of yeah. um, mental health issues. Yeah. Like, and the last thing somebody who's dealing with that needs is for you to tell them to eat a salad instead of a bagel. Yeah. Like what they need from you is to be supportive and to actually care about them as a person mm. and not, not, not cover that up with oh I'm concerned about your health it's like well if you were actually concerned about my health you would ask me how I'm doing or like you know like what's going on with you know do you get what I'm saying yeah 100% I just think the that whenever people bring that up it's just it's such bullshit I'm like no if you're Mm. actually worried concerned about people like the last thing on your mind should be their body type or or how their why their body type is the way it is whether it's just because of their fucking genetics or how they're eating or their eating habits or whatever it's like it's it's not really any of your business like (laughs) yeah and how about this how about we just give people some grace yeah you know because life is hard it doesn't you know you could be a millionaire. You could be a homeless person. Life is just freaking hard. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and another thing too that I always like I will bring up to people is like 
you just like you're saying like you just never know like life is so short and and you know that's another thing that people will say is like oh well yeah we we're only given one life and so we have to take care of ourselves and do blah 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 whatever but it's like okay but also like people who are like full-on like vegan and exercise six days a week and do all these things still get cancer still get in car accidents yeah still like it's like if that's what makes you feel good about your life do that but don't try to tell me that life is short so like don't eat a donut like no 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 no. that's not how I want to live my life you know and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. and I think people just spend so much time like agonizing over over what they look like and the mm-hmm. body that they were given instead of just learning to love it in the in every form because it changes everybody's bodies change over time mm-hmm. um and will continue to change mm-hmm. and instead of learning to love your yourself in every stage and enjoy it mm-hmm. rather than like oh well, quarantine, I gained 20 pounds and now I have to work to get rid. It's like, no, like your body just got you through this intense season that a lot of, you know, that is still going on really. And it's like, so what if you gained a few pounds because you were at home more and weren't, you know, as active or, you know, whatever. It's like, there's so many other things to be worried about than Mm -hmm. gaining a few pounds. Like it's, it's, it's really hard. Like once, once you kind of cross that threshold of like being aware of these things and kind of seeing it from a different perspective um you become a lot more at least for myself hyper aware of like when people do talk about their weight or about other people's bodies or like make just it's like the little comments here and there you know what I mean yes I do um, <laughs> yeah very so, well um well, and I think that once a person begins to Take a good long look in the mirror, butt naked, and <laughs> and just speak out loud the things that you love about your body, what it does for you, how your legs allow you to walk or twerk, whatever your vibe is, <laughs> how, you know, your eyes allow you to see beautiful color. I think once you learn to appreciate what you've got, it's easier to take better better care of yourself whatever that looks like if that means getting eight hours of sleep at night when you're usually running on four it's it's just easier to make better choices for you and if better choices for you is veganism great if better choices for you is eating all the meat great but just kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying um it's just yeah, it just doesn't life is short. So don't criticize people and hound people about what they're eating because not only like you said is it contradictory, um but it's also like what is how do you feel inside to where you feel like you need to point yeah. out people's eating habits, you know? I think you probably need to do some soul searching if that's your MO. Yeah, and I think that's true for like so many other things as well yeah at the end of the day it's like what what we say and what we project is a direct reflection reflection of how we feel whether we're conscious of it or not Mm -hmm. um god damn I sound like a woke ass bitch (laughs) (laughs) that's the vibe Layla 
Ugh, but it's just, I think it's, I, th- I think it's important for, for people to know just from the interactions I've had with people I know, um, to know that, um, like I said, I kind of hesitate to use the term body positivity because I think sometimes like it, it's when, when you've spent so much of your life hating your body and trying to change it mm-hmm. and trying to conform to something that is just not meant for you, mm-hmm. um, it's not like you just flip a switch and like, oh, I love oh, myself, heavens, no. like everything's great, whatever. And so like, I think for anyone listening who struggles with body acceptance or um, or being comfortable in your own skin, whether you're a large in a larger body or a smaller body or whatever the case, mm-hmm. um, I think the first step is kind of getting to a point, first of all, realizing that you feel some type of way and you don't want to feel that way anymore and then from there going to like getting to a place where you can just feel neutral and not like jumping straight to like the you know extreme like quote-unquote positivity because I think sometimes positivity can also be toxic um in a way that's probably a conversation for another day but but like jumping straight from like, you know, having all this self-hatred to all of a sudden flipping a switch and doing a 180 and like maybe that works for some people. But it's like, I think it's okay to first like get to a point where like you can just feel neutral. Like mm-hmm. I have a body. Mm-hmm. This is my body. Like I don't really love it right now. But, you know, mm-hmm. like you're saying, like looking in the mirror and saying like, here's all the things my body can do mm-hmm. and kind of focusing on that. And then just kind of it's going to look different for everyone, like kind of working towards getting to a point where you genuinely can say like I do love my body and the body I'm in um and you know whatever size it is or whatever color it is or Mm -hmm. whatever um and I think it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of work and I think a huge a huge step you can take towards that is surrounding yourself with people who don't talk bad about their bodies all yep. the time and surrounding yourself with people who uplift you and make you feel comfortable in your skin. And sometimes that means cutting it off with your best friend you've had since elementary school, not because you really love her that much, but because it's convenient for you guys to be friends because you've known each other your whole life. Yeah. But if you don't feel good around her sis let that go yeah it doesn't have to be like a big drama no. either it's just kind of like just spend less time yeah just spend less time and um yeah i think it's so important to run surround yourself with people who uh, nobody's perfect we're not gonna have positive thoughts about our bodies all the time everyone's um, gonna even even if you do get to a point where you really do feel confident and love yourself we all have bad fucking exactly. days like it's just gonna it's just life exactly but getting out of that cycle of self-hatred where you feel like you're constantly like okay i need to i need to do xyz so that i can lose weight or gain yeah. weight or whatever you know wherever you're at and it's like just chill and like I don't and I don't know I don't think it's bad for people like if someone's you know exercising a lot or eating a certain way or whatever and you lose weight I don't think there's anything wrong with losing weight but doing things with the goal of like shrinking your body and thinking that that's gonna bring you happiness like true happiness that's where the problem is yes 
in yes. my opinion, my humble opinion. Yes. Take it for what you will. I love that opinion. Well, I, I mean, I it speak, applies. I speak from my own experience because it, I've done that. Yeah. I've, I've been the person who works out six days a week and doesn't have a social life and eats 1,200 calories a day because I want to, you know, lose 20 pounds or 50 pounds or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I've gotten to that goal and I was I was never more miserable. Right. And so it's kind of like coming from that perspective and like being where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, like I said, I still have bad days just like everybody else. Yeah. But when you kind of become aware of it and more self-aware and conscious of those things, it's easier to fight that negative self-talk that's mm-hmm. in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does take a lot of work to get there. More, some more than others for, for different people, but absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. So what has been like, I mean, for you personally, like what has been kind of your, um, I'm trying to think how to word this kind of like your experience just with like, I don't know, just kind of walk me through like, cause you said that you've always kind of been a larger yeah. person and, um, like what has been kind of like some of your experiences, positive or negative, just with things like just everyday things like, I don't know, like going to certain places or shopping or or um having friends who make comments about themselves or other people or whatever like maybe I don't know if you have anything that sticks out that you want to share or talk about or just share your perspective I don't know that's a I love that question (laughs) so growing up I was a very very painfully shy child and something happened in middle school to where that is just not the case anymore. Um, <laughs> but I I didn't really have... Uh, of course, I was picked on in school um, for my weight mostly, but um, I wouldn't say it was anything too traumatizing. Um, and then... So, like, in elementary school. And then in middle school... Um, you know, still a big girl, I started playing sports and I started playing basketball and volleyball and I did fast pitch and I continued to play three sports a year all the way throughout my senior year of high school and was still a big girl when I played sports. And so it's interesting because, and I have a sad face thinking about this, but when it was time, <laughs> We're speaking in emojis. <laughs> when it was time to get uniforms at the beginning of the season, the uniforms were always too small. And I remember my first year of volleyball, I think I was in like sixth grade. I They actually had to cut the sides of the jersey and like add extra fabric. And so it was very obvious my... Yeah uniform wasn't the same as all the other girls and of course that didn't make me feel very good but yeah. I was used to always being big so it's not like something I went home and cried about but that's just kind of some of the things big people go through yeah and it's unfortunate and hopefully things are changing and they're getting like I don't know a couple extra larges in the mix when they're ordering things now Girl. um but <laughs> Um, that happened and 
I I can remember every dance except for my senior year and I think junior but I I could never find dresses and that would fit me from like JCPenney's or Macy's or Nordstrom's and I would cry to my mom oh I would cry and I remember like as early as elementary school there's this one specific memory where I remember holding a magazine and crying to my mom oh I think I might tear up now because it's just so sad that a child should have to feel this way but I remember holding the magazine up to my mom just being so upset why I couldn't be skinny like the other girls or why I didn't look like them and it was probably a white person in the magazine because unless it was ebony there's not like a lot of at the time magazines that had a lot of black women let alone black plus size women and um and so it's always been a challenge I like I said I didn't get picked on a lot but one thing I remember being upset about is not ever having a boyfriend and I grew up in a very small town kind of similar to Linden I actually had to track me up here a couple times in high school oh really yeah <laughs> and um in the town that I grew up in there's like I would say there was like four black people in my school and so my experience felt as though if you're not skinny or blonde or like cute and wear camo and like to go fishing all the time you don't get attention from the male species welcome Uh. to my life (laughs) (laughs) and so that was that's how it was growing up here too and i'm white yeah, well, that was really hard for me um, because say what you want, but being an adolescent, you want attention from boys, girls, of whatever course. your attraction is. And so that was really hard for me. Um, but I powered through and my junior year, so I loved sports so much. And I I developed this love for weight training and my... PE teacher who actually got me to join track and field, which was a third sport I did all throughout high school. Um, he got me into weight training. And so my junior and senior year, I took like buku weight training classes and without trying, this was not an intentional thing, but I just began losing weight and my body was changing. And uh, my senior year, I was able to fit into all the uniforms without having special ordered sizes or, like, modified um, uniforms for my sports teams. And um, what's interesting was when I lost the weight, the guy friends that I always had were seeing me in a different light and became attracted to me. And that was... It was an okay experience at the time because it was new for me. And, of course, I loved all the attention. But I was very aware of the fact that... You're like, oh, I see how it is. Yeah. You know? I'm the same person still. Yeah. But now that... And, yeah. But I was (laughs) popping off when I had lost weight in high school because, like I said, I didn't have, I had never had boyfriends before. And just because you don't have boyfriends doesn't mean your hormones aren't running rampant. So I also started traveling more at that time. One of my best friends growing up, um, her family is so amazing. Anytime they, well, a lot of times when they went on vacation, they would take me. And so I got to 
dip my foot into traveling a little bit um, during those years. And so, like, anywhere I went, and I've always been attracted to older men. I, I don't got daddy Same. issues, but I love me an old man. Same. A silver fox, Hell will you? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been trying the younger ones lately, though. Not but bad. Typically, typically I'm the same. I'm like, I'm like ten. I try to cap it off at like fifteen, a fifteen year age gap. That's kind of pushing it, but like a good like eight to ten years yes. older. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> older men, and and my husband's starting to get um white hairs, and I just like love You're and like, yes. <laughs> um. So I had started traveling was feeling myself because I was getting more attention from men across the boards, not just guys in my high school. Um, but because of that, I was engaging in a lot of promiscuous activities, which is great. Um, <laughs> hey, we all have to go through that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> that stage of life. <laughs> yeah. I just wish it, it hadn't been due to years of pent-up. Yeah. Neglect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, from boys. But, um, yeah, the high school, the, I mean, I think just not being able to find dresses for dances was, it was tough. Because you just want to be like everybody else, you know? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, well, that's something that, like, like I said, I've been all over the board with my own body and stuff but like after having a baby or when I was pregnant like I I think I I think I gained like I don't know I think I ended up gaining like 40 45 pounds and um I kind of before I got pregnant I still was kind of had my toes in the diet culture mm -hmm. pool, but was kind of starting to see the light a little bit. Mm -hmm. Cause I, same, I love weight training. I actually, yeah. I really enjoy, like I've, I've have fallen in love with, like I, I was doing a lot of spin before mm -hmm. quarantine happened. And like, I enjoy physical activity because it makes me feel good. And, right. and, and I think focusing on that is really important and not doing it because you want to lose 20 pounds or yeah. whatever. Um, and so anyway, um, I've always really enjoyed like specifically like weight lifting weights, um, weight training, um, and like different forms of like cardio, like spin or like going for a hike or things like that. Um, so I kind of was still like before I found out I was pregnant, kind of at a place where I was still kind of like actively like trying to like shrink my body and mm -hmm. like do things to like make myself smaller and thought that that would make me happy. And then I got pregnant mm -hmm. and I was just like, well... <laughs> That's through there, the window. That's not. I, I mean, I was so sick that it was yeah. like I I'm I can't eat anything that doesn't sound good or mm -hmm. I'll throw up and that's not good. Mm -hmm. So it kind of I think for me personally that's kind of like where I had like a radical like um, evolution in my own um, body image mm -hmm. um, and then postpartum. Um, like, you know, there's a lot of change that happens when you have a baby, obviously. And like, you know, I'm seeing all these other moms on Instagram or like bloggers or whatever that like, you know, quote unquote, snap back mm -hmm. to whatever they looked like pre-baby. And that wasn't that wasn't my that wasn't the case for me. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I like I said, was kind of at a point where I was already kind of starting to shift my perspective. And so it was a little bit easier for me to kind of like move more into that like, hey, like 
my body just did a really amazing thing. And like even yes. even people who don't have babies, like your bodies are still amazing and doing yeah. incredible things. Um, but for that was just my own experience. And I've kind of like been working over the last couple of years, getting to the point where I'm at now where like, you know, I still have those temptations of like downloading the fitness like trackers or like the calorie counting apps and like Mm -hmm. all this stuff to like stay on track or like get you know but it's just like why am I doing like kind of like giving myself a slap like Layla cut that shit out like um but but it's also like you know I'm I'm in a in a body for me that is the largest it's been in my life mm-hmm. and I'm the happiest I've ever been and the most comfortable with myself but it has taken a lot of work to get there but like even though I am on the smaller side of like I think I follow an account called your fat friend do you follow them Mm-mm. oh my god great account um, but they have like a highlight, like talking about like the different like categories of like sizes. Cause mm-hmm. it's like people like, like we were talking about earlier, like you think plus size and you think like a size 14 or 16 when yeah. in reality, that's like an average, average woman. That's more like person medium yeah. in my opinion, which is kind of where I fall. So like, I still have like a, you know, the struggle of like, I can't just shop anywhere or like Mm -hmm. a lot of like boutiques or different places like only go up to a size large and like maybe have a few things that are like an extra large. And I'm like, if the material's stretchy enough, I can fit it. You're like, cool, I guess I'll just get a scarf. It's kind of like, yeah, just kind of like realizing like if that's how I'm feeling as someone who is, you know, I'm. I kind of ride that line is like kind of like opening my eyes to the fact that like even even someone who's like even like a size 18 or 20 or whatever like is like it's so difficult to find stores and options and things that you know that you can buy that you're not gonna you know look like you're wearing like a fucking muumuu from Walmart yeah. you know what I mean like it's 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 interesting how like we I think a lot of people think like oh well these are my only options so I guess I have to shrink my body to be able Mm -hmm. to like live my life and shop Mm -hmm. and whatever when it's really like no like all of these brands and different things it's like they need to be figuring the fuck out like how to like extend their sizing and and be more inclusive and um I think that we're starting to see a little bit more of that but there's definitely a long way to go and it's like nobody nobody should feel like they can't you know, go somewhere and find a dress for their prom yeah, or, you know, an outfit for an interview or just life yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I have felt like personally convicted about like trying to be better about supporting uh, specifically like clothing brands who are, you know, inclusive. at least more inclusive than the average place it because when you I feel like when you use the word inclusive like you know a lot of people think like oh they have like they go up to a 3x they're inclusive I'm like "Mm, yeah yeah, but there's a lot of people out there who are a lot bigger than a 3x and they still deserve to be fucking cute and trendy like so it's definitely got a long way to go but I'm constantly trying to kind of like seek those out and like show support in any way I can and like I don't know it's hard it's 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 a weird place to be when you're kind of in the middle Mm because I'm like I don't really relate to you know women or people who are 
you know, straight size or can just like go shop anywhere. But like, I'm also not on the other, I'm kind of just riding the line in the middle, but like Mm -hmm. also realizing that every single person, no matter their size has insecurities and, you know, confidence issues or bad days or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, it's good to surround yourself with people who, don't you know whether they have those things or not it's like we don't need to be discussing like weight loss or like I don't know you become a lot more aware of it in like your daily life when you are just more conscious of it I guess like Mm -hmm. anyway I feel like I'm going on like a long tangent here but that's that is quite (laughs) all right with me um, one, another thing I wanted to touch on yeah, is girl. relationships. Okay. Um, so when I met my now husband, we met, I guess it was like five years ago, five or six years ago. Um, and like I said, I had lost weight by the time I was a senior in high school. So I would say I was probably like a size 16. Now I'm a size 26, but. When I met my husband, I wasn't my smallest, but I I wasn't the size that I am now. Um, So I'm just kind of bouncing off of what I was mentioning as far as getting more attention from males being a a smaller size. Um, If you're a plus size or whatever you identify as... Don't lose out, don't lose faith on like hope for people not liking you because you're fat. Because let me tell you, there are some closet big girl lovers, big boy lovers out there. And you'd be amazed at what the options that are available. Because I think like, I think more people are on the same wavelength as what we're talking about. They just might be afraid to vocalize it or they don't have a reason to vocalize it. I don't really know what yeah. the reason is, but I just think because a lot of times I get DMs like, how'd you meet your husband? You know, I'm having a hard time because I want to date, but I just feel really insecure. And I know it's easier said than done, but I think if you present yourself with confidence, even if you don't have any, people, Fake it till you make it, people baby. eat that shit up. They're yeah. like, she loves herself, so why can't I love her? 100%. Yeah, and he and the person might just think you're the hottest thing since a hot tamale, but if you're like, oh, well, I don't like the way this dress looks on me, then in turn, they're going to feel some type of way. So just don't do that. If you have a negative thought, just don't vocalize it to anyone you're attracted to because you're going to crush the vibe. Yeah. You're going to crush it. Well, and, like, another thing, too, that I, like, whenever people ask me, I know, like I said, I know I'm kind of, like, that like in my opinion like a more average size Mm -hmm. I like people will ask me too like okay well how did you get like how do you how do you how are you so confident or how do you you know like just like wear whatever you want and not care and I'm like well sometimes I do care but I just kind of like push through that thought and just fucking do it anyway yeah and you kind of come when you start doing those things like what like for example for me um crop tops have been Mm. like a new thing that I've started doing like of in the last several months or whatever where like before I've like I would never I'm like I would I'm always trying to find things that I can like try to hide my belly or like you know if I'm wearing leggings like cover my booty or like anything like that and I'm just like 
why am I doing that? Yeah. Like, I should be able to wear whatever the fuck I want and not worry about what other people, if other people care about seeing my little belly or yeah. like anything like that. And it's just like, I'm just going to do it one day and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like made myself a, cut one of my shirts, made a crop top and just went out in the world. And I was just like, nothing happened. And it Nobody wasn't looked at a me. big deal. It was fine. And I'm just like. I just feel like I just opened up like a whole new wardrobe for myself just by doing that like one little thing. So it's like once you realize that like you are we're always our 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 oh, harshest worst, critic worst enemy, and yeah. and at the end of the day, like everybody else is walking around with insecurities. And mm-hmm. most of the time they're probably thinking about their own selves and not really thinking about like what you're doing mm-hmm. or wearing or whatever. And like once you kind of like get over that hurdle that's when like things really start to like push forward and like you can get to a point where you're doing these things that feel uncomfortable and then the more you do them the more comfortable you feel and the more confident you feel where faking it till you make it becomes actually making it because you've you've gone you know done things that you wouldn't normally feel comfortable with and it kind of just like builds from there at least Mm -hmm. that's what I think I but agree (laughs) I would totally agree so what would you say is like, um, cause you have like a pretty decent following on Instagram and growing, I'm sure. Um, what would you say is like your, like when you're engaging with the people who follow you, like what is the, what's the vibe? Like what's the, like, what are the questions that you get asked a lot? Or like that, like if, if, if your followers are listening, which I hope they are, um, <laughs> like, what do you think that they, like, what, what do they, what do you get asked a lot that like you think you like want people to hear or anything like that? I would say the number one thing that I get, um, Overall, it's not really a question. It's more of a comment or just sharing with me how much I've inspired them to wear things that they wouldn't normally wear, which is, touches my heart. Oh, my God. I, just, <laughs> I, I That's why I do what I do, yeah. you know? And, and so I just think that's a beautiful thing. But second to that is I get a lot of people asking me, how did I become a plus-size model? Because they're interested in doing it. And, or how did I build my following? And as far as the plus size modeling thing goes, guys, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, you're so, it's still pretty, you know, you said only a couple years, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you got to reach out. You got to just jump off the cliff head first and DM people and ask them how they got started. Um, But another thing I would say to them is just start taking pictures. Get comfortable in front of the camera. Um, Reach out to local photographers and ask them if they'd be willing to work with you. And you will be amazed how many people will want to work with you. And and then from there, you can start reaching out to brands to maybe get, you know, free clothes or free items to take pictures in to share on your page. Um, But how to do it, I would just say just start reaching out. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Because I don't have all the answers, but somebody does. Have you done any, like, brand deals or, like, partnerships or anything? Yes. So my most consistent one right now is with Fashion Nova, which uh, uh, is really uh, kind of a touch and go subject because I love me an indie design uh, 
company. Let me just give a few shout outs. Copper Union out of Portland is really amazing. I, she goes up to like a size 6X, I want to say. Okay. Chubby Cartwheels. They, all these places have um, online stores. I See Your Clothing out of Washington. Oh my gosh, there's so many more good ones. Just go on my page and check out the tag, the tag <laughs> I designers <laughs> I have. Um, but Fashion Nova, you know, their overhead's so big, they can just throw clothes around left and right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, basically, like, I get clothes from them, and there's a... You know, there's requirements as far as how often I have to post and what kinds of things I have to include in the post, like hashtags and and um, that kind of a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your Yeah. Question. There's so other it, companies. It, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So has that been like, as far as like the business part of that goes, like is it a situation where they just like send you free things or like do you get paid to do those ads? Like how does it, how does that work? I'm always so, so curious about that side thing. of things. <laughs> if I was more on top of my, on top of my ish, <laughs> I could definitely be getting paid right now. Um, but my main focus right now is just establishing relationships with businesses. Yeah. Um, I really just need to figure out because this is the thing. The business end, I'm really struggling because I don't, I don't have a business major like. And I need to reach out to someone who can tell me, who can help guide me on how to, you know, create a template for emails to tell companies what my rates are, this is what my demographics look like, my audience reach, and it's just not something that I have done, but it's totally an option. I would say probably even when you get to like 15 or 20,000 followers, depending on like the quality of your content, because here's the thing, guys, my feed is not the most aesthetically pleasing but you get the point i would beg to differ it's pleasing enough for me but <laughs> I, there are much more snatched pages than mine and but considering that you like literally just even got on instagram like two years ago or whatever you said it was two years right mm -hmm. like just that's over two years you ago. just like went for it and like like i said like i've been on Instagram for like eight years, nine years, and I'm like haven't even hit two thousand followers yet because it's like things for me have like just like kind of evolved. Like my page just started out like basically when Instagram started, I was like nineteen years old when I got it, and mm -hmm. it was like terrible quality photos, like just mm -hmm. like dumb stuff. And then it kind of like as it started gaining popularity, kind of turned into you know I do hair, so it was like for a long time I was hair by Layla, and like everything oh. was about hair and da da da. And it was like just like over a year ago that I finally changed my handle because I'm like, I don't, this page is about more than just what I do for work. Yeah. And so I feel like I, I kind of like am, I'm still kind of in the, the process of kind of like rebranding my like image, mm -hmm. which sounds weird, but like as I've evolved with like my hair business and podcasting and doing all this stuff, it's like, I want to be I don't want to have to have like a separate page for like every single thing I do yeah. and so how do I like make that fit into like one umbrella umbrella yeah mm -hmm. so I mean my feeds 
I, I'm not one of those people who gives a shit about whether it's, you know, aesthetically pleasing or not. Yeah. I post what I want. I edit how I want. Yeah. Um, stories. My Instagram stories are where it's at. So I kind of just like lean into that. Um, and then the rest is kind of just like whatever. But I definitely mm-hmm. have like the highest engagement in my stories. And so I kind of just like and that's how that's how it's been for years. Like I feel like not to toot my own horn or anything, but like when, <laughs> toot it, girl. But when Instagram stories like started because they they didn't exist when Instagram first started like I like was always like because I used to do the same thing I do in my Instagram stories now I used to be like that on Snapchat all the time oh okay and so then when it started when Instagram stories popped up like not very many people were doing them like so like big like a huge accounts and celebrities and stuff but like I hopped on that train early which I think is why I'm so used to it and why like I have such high engagement in my stories Mm -hmm. um but but yeah, same thing. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know if Instagram for me is going to be something that I pursue as like a business. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm there. Yeah. And like, I'm doing all these other things. So like, I mean, I could work towards that. But it does. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. Especially when like you're saying, like you have a full time job. Right. You have a family like you have like a social life. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's all these other things. And it's like. I don't think people realize how much work goes into being like a blogger or like a Instagram model or uh, any kind of, they you know, really anything like that. It's a lot. They just see the glitz and the glam, um, yeah. but they don't realize, you know, the editing like you probably do with your podcast or I don't know what you have to do with it, but um, <laughs> whatever you have to do and promoting it on your Instagrams yeah. and editing photos if you're, Yeah. There's a lot involved yeah. with it. Networking and meeting yeah. people and yeah, it's, there's a lot, but. But it's totally doable. Yeah. It's totally doable. It just brace yourself. You got to want impact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about or share or plug? Oh, what a great question that i probably should have been more prepared for i mean we've been going for an hour and a half so oh okay (laughs) it it feels like 15 minutes which i told you is a wonderful thing because i was so nervous uh i don't think so maybe we can parting parting words for advice anything and then we'll do our bothered things i think this is my message i want to hit home with everybody today I just want to tell you that you're beautiful just the way you are. And I advise you to go in the mirror tonight, tomorrow morning, whenever you're listening to this. If you're in your car, look in your rearview mirror and say, (laughs) I am beautiful and perfect just the way I am. My body does so many amazing things for me and I'm going to love it. How whatever that looks like for you, just love your body and wear whatever the hell you want to wear because nobody really cares except for you. So, <laughs> and if you... they do care, you don't need them in your life. <laughs> no, no, cut Bye, that bitch. out. Just cut it out. So yes, do you boo boo and follow me on Instagram. Yes, like I said, Rubelicious Double O Seven R U B A L I C I O U S two zeros and a seven and of course i will tag you and everything um okay last thing bothered bothered things what do we, what do we need to get off our chest today okay this, you go first 
this this is what had happened was Layla, I was driving here and I had to go to the restroom. Oh, so we boy. made a pit stop. We just happened to end up in Winco for the restroom. And my bothered thing is when you gotta go pee so bad and you do you take the time to peel out that little toilet cover and you put it on your toilet seat so nice and I don't I usually, you know, punch the center out. I didn't used to and then I was like, What the hell? I'm getting pee all over my shit. <laughs> Because my girlfriend, she's like, girl, you got to take that middle part out. I'm like, oh. Yeah, slow learner. So anyways, I punch out the little middle thing. I put it on the seat. I get my my pants, my underwears pulled down, go to sit down, and I'll be damned if that electric toilet didn't flush already and take the toilet seat down with it. So then, the the cover. So then you got to peel another one. Oh, when you got to pee... That'll set you right off. It You're like, well, I guess I'm getting crabs today I'm from this dirty ass toilet seat. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's my bother thing. Freak electric toilet seats. Yeah. Sucking up the covers. Public restrooms are scary anyway, but especially when stuff like that happens. And you know what? You reminded me, you you with your thing, I I always tell everyone I'm a bothered ass bitch. Like there are so many like little things, things to be bothered that about. like annoy the shit out of me and like you know, I like to make people laugh, so they're usually silly or whatever, but you just reminded me of one. I was going to say something totally different, but I just thought of something, and this is so gross. So, there there are times when you are on a road trip or at a festival or whatever the case, and your only option is to pop a squat in the wilderness or use a porta potty <laughs> and they i don't know the engineers or whoever came up with the idea for a porta potty Mm -hmm. honey bucket whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. they need to figure out a way for people to be able to go number two Mm -hmm. without the nasty ass blue water that everyone else is pissing and shitting in splashing back up oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you somebody know- please fix this? And you it's look so right gross. in it before you sit down. It's like an automatic thing. So just thinking about what kind of particles are getting up in your snatch, and I like just-, just like that. I mean, it's bad enough when it's just like clean toilet water that splashback. <laughs> you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. And if you try to tell me you don't, you're a lying ass bitch. But. Wow, I'm getting really intense. <laughs> You're passionate Sorry, guys. about No, it's a, it's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. But, yeah, I mean, using a porta potty is horrifying enough. It's but then, really like, bad. to, like, worry about, like, I got to go mm-hmm. number two so bad. And, mm-hmm. like, I know as soon as that first, like, what the, what are you supposed to do? Drop a turd and jump up so that the splashback yeah, doesn't get you? It's all bad. Oh, my God. It's so disgusting. Like, I'm I'm sure if anyone is still with us, they're, like, <laughs> dying inside. I'm so sorry. But I'm just telling you, whoever created the porta potties, whoever's in, in charge of the design, figure out a way to, like make it so that 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 is not a thing Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it is absolutely disgusting um that's a good bother and really relatable yeah i mean if you haven't experienced that i well the reason it's like fresh in my mind is because we i don't know where we were going but uh we were driving somewhere with my family was it your trip to the coast 
Uh, maybe it was it on the way down. I can't remember. Everything's such a blur. But we stopped somewhere to use the bathroom and they it was like a gas station, but they only they didn't had have a restroom. They only had a porta potty. And I'm one of those people where I drink coffee and it just goes right through me like immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had to go so bad. And like, I am not above shitting in the woods. Like, I will do it. But like, there that just wasn't an option. And like, I mean, obviously, if I can avoid that, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. But... um. <laughs> I'm so disgusting. <laughs> no, it's reason number four hundred eighty-seven why I'm single. Um, <laughs> everybody poops, but yeah. So this just happened to me. We stopped, and I had to go so bad. And I and the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like trying to like, I'm like going, but I'm like clenching as I go to like try to make the impact softer. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it doesn't like speed out and like bloop. But it, I couldn't. It happened, and it just the that one drop, and then oh yeah, I was like, oh my god. I'm I, glad you made it through. I wanted to die after that. I was like, this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. At least when you like do it like behind a tree, there's you're just in the dirt and you yeah. just cover it up or pick it up or whatever you do. Yeah, and no it's fine. Water. That splashback. Yeah, in a porta potty is like I right now in this moment I don't know if I could think of anything worse. It's pretty sure, bad. Sure, there are things, but... It's pretty bad. So if you're listening and you know someone who can fix this problem, please talk to them for me. Okay, please. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I should probably let you get back to your husband since it's his birthday. And my and best I'm like, friend, Tabitha, shout out. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming and driving all the way up here. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad we got to hang out. I'm sure we will in the future, too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Everybody go follow Ruby on Instagram. Give her some love. Um, If you have any questions for her regarding anything we talked about today, feel free to reach out. She's lovely. Um, And, yeah, I think that's all we got. I'll put all the the things in in, in the episode description, tag on the Instagrams, all the things. Um, but yeah, other than that, I hope everyone has a great weekend, TGIF, and we'll chat next Friday. Bye!